to LOA Today. I'm Walt Payson. With me today are the dynamic duo of Daniel Mangana and Alex Standy. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And Daniel will be along shortly. He's doing some breathing right now, which is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's doing doing some very specialized group-led breathing, Mm -hmm. which uh, apparently uh, helps with uh, body and soul. So, But he he thought that might uh, spill a little bit over into what we do here. So he'll be a little bit late, but he'll be along shortly. But anyway, I wanted to kind of continue uh, an on-again, off-again theme we've been exploring the last week, ever since... Kelly Coulter sat in for you and Dan last week, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about Facebook groups as a way to start building a second income. Mm-hmm. And I posed the question to her. I My opinion is that you can take any subject, any topic, doesn't matter what it is, it's just as long as it's something that's of interest to you, that you love, that's, that you you know you could write about, you could say stuff about it, you could take pictures about, and so forth. And turn it into a Facebook group. And if you stuck at it and you kept building it up, you could turn it into a second income, maybe a passive income, maybe a coaching something. I mean, you could do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. She instantly agreed with that. And so that's just kind kind of a well, sort of a secondary theme running through the last few shows. So right. I figured I'd carry it on today because Daniel is a very successful online entrepreneur. He's got a group of, I think, one 1,300 people, something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Wasn't that his job before he got into coaching and stuff? Well, I think they kind of all go together. I think. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. I mean, like he has all kinds of stuff going on. Right. More, more than you can shake a stick at. So, I, I, yeah. Right. So I He's figure people his people. <laughs> he does. Which is, I think they call that reach, which is a good thing. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's really, really good at it. So I figure we mm-hmm. could just kind of do some quizzing of him when he gets here onto the show. But in the meantime, you and I can chat about it because you got a group going and uh, I don't know how much you've been it. putting in on it. Um, I think you pretty much just do it for fun, which is fine. But yeah, what do you fun, do? information, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it, this is the uh, the TV show group, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And what what do you do to keep it building, to keep it growing? Um, I like to stick things out there. Like, like I'll ask people, oh, hey, I just saw this episode of this. Does anybody else see it? Let's talk about it. Or mm. um, what are you, or I'll, I'll ask when people join the group, what's your what's your top three favorite TV shows? So I can make sure I keep track of those TV shows so people are seeing in the group things that they like. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people have been mentioning both on the show and off the show to me lately. The idea of polling, mm-hmm. asking a polling yeah. type question to see how people respond to it. Mm-hmm. Plus that people... way you get to see who's active in your group and who's not paying yeah. attention. Oh, yeah. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. And and. Well, there's actually a kind of a little mini industry on Facebook lately where there are these, I don't know what they are. There's some sort of entrepreneurs who pose these ridiculous questions that you can't answer this. And of course, it's the easiest thing in the world to answer. And they get 25,000 people answering it. So they get all this engagement. And then they ask another dumb question. It's just like one after another. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, I bet you you can't come up with a dog's name that has an A, that doesn't have an A in it. You're like, oh, come on. But they get so yeah. much response on that kind of thing, you know. Um, but it well, does show. Well, the scammer. That's what that is. Yeah, I, I was digging into it. I was trying to figure out what their angle is. Their angle is to get you to click on the link that they put in the comment and steal your information. That's what it is. But they can't really steal the information. 
Not per se, but they when you click on the link, all your stuff becomes their stuff. Mm, yes and no. I mean, there are limits to what they can get. Yeah, there's limits, obviously. Yeah, and and they're fairly strict. From clicking on the link, <laughs> like for instance, but for instance, they can't get your email account, for instance. They can't get your email address. By, by no, but they them. can they can take over your Facebook and and hack people that way. Well. If they're a really good hacker, they don't need to do that in order to hack. <laughs> the, right. That, I mean, because if what that's you're saying the is true, then, then every single advertiser could be a hacker. No, that's what I'm saying. These aren't ha- these aren't hackers. These aren't expert people. These are just yeah. People trying so to I, I don't I don't up. think they're actually they're not really hacking anything. Well, the main point is that when you click on it, they get paid. So that's the whole point that, of the the. But that's the question: How are they getting paid? Like, where's the money stream coming from? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, you mean who's paying the people that make the links? Yeah, I mean because somewhere along the no line, idea. well, but 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 something like that's going on. That's what I was trying to figure out. Where's the money coming from? Mm-hmm. The yeah. closest thing I can think of is because of the way Facebook and and a lot of the social media sites work. Um, the more engagement you have, um, the more reach you have for messages you want to put out. So maybe they also have advertising messages of their own that they put out and mm-hmm. they resell it or something like that. I'm I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. Um, but, uh, they, they got quite the racket going. I will give them credit for that. And I found out Every how they, I um, I, 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 no, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I was going to say, every time I see something like that, that says, Oh, I, you know, I bet you can't think of a word that has two O's in it. Yeah. And then they put their link down below and then you're like, wait, what's this link? Or, or like, Oh, if you, you can get $10,000 if you can name somebody who doesn't have an A at the end of their name or something. Oh, well, like that. that's almost certainly a scam. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I actually busted one of those the other day. Oh, nice. What happened? Yeah. Um, it was, it was in a, a, a law of attraction group. It was actually a group that is run by a woman named Jeanette Ma, who is the, I believe her role is she was the coach who taught Cindy Chavez how to be a coach. No, but she went to nice. coaching school. And she mm-hmm. has this group. I don't remember what the group is called. Somehow I got into it. I didn't even know I was in it. <laughs> but this message comes through. And, and the, the message is a graphic of a bunch of rows of numbers. And they're all 803, 803, 803, up and down. Oh, and I've seen that one. Yep. Yeah. Except a few of them that are that are wrong. And you're supposed to, yeah. if you're the first person who can, can identify the, the, what's wrong on it, you'll win a prize. Well, it sure sounded like a scam to me. So I figured I'd give it a shot just to see if I could you know, detect the scam. And mm-hmm. within minutes, within minutes, I got an instant message from the person who had posted mm-hmm. it. And the person said, I need to have your email address. Well, that, of course, sent this, the antenna up. Um, but I have a number of email addresses, including one that I really don't care about that I'm, is about right. to go away anyway. So I gave her that one, you know, mm-hmm. no problem. Then she said, uh, what PayPal, what, what platform do you want to be paid on? You want to use PayPal or Venmo or, you know, what do you want? What do you want mm-hmm. to, to receive the money? said, okay, hmm, well, I'll go for PayPal. They're they're pretty secure, and I know them real well. And so if she tries to pull something, I'll know what it is. So I said, right. okay, PayPal. And she says, okay. And then the only thing, the other thing we have to do in order to protect your security is we have to set up two-factor authentication on Facebook. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> you don't need two-factor <laughs> authentication <laughs> on Facebook. You don't need to set up two-factor authentication on Facebook nope. in order to get paid on PayPal. It doesn't work that way. One is not conducive to the other. Nice try. <laughs> And, and so I said that, and then it, it was crickets. Yeah. And so I, I started clicking, and the post on the group disappeared. The uh-huh. profile disappeared. Everything disappeared within seconds. 
It was like a ghost posted it. <laughs> yeah. So I did report to Facebook so they could track it down, which I'm sure nice. they'll be able to do. But um, yeah, that was kind of interesting thing. I told this story earlier in the week because it was a, a double whammy. On Monday, I did an interview with a woman from South Africa who mm. has busted a bunch of scams in, in the cryptocurrency world. And she nice. did a lot of talking about that. So, of course, Law of Attraction said yep. that this story was going to happen on Tuesday. And then five <laughs> minutes after this happened, another one happened. But this one was offline. I got a, a, um, a letter in the mail five minutes after I busted this one. I got a letter in the mail uh. from what looked like the state of Connecticut asking mm-hmm. us to renew the, um, how do they phrase it? I don't remember how they phrase it exactly. Basically, every year you have to go in and file what they call your, your annual report on your LLC. And we have okay. an LLC for the gardening yeah. business. Um, but that's in January. <laughs> it's yeah. not yet. It's not in November. Right. And the form basically said you have to do it now and you have to pay a $340 fee to do it. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. That's not right. I know that's not right. But the form looked authentic until I realized it didn't have a state of Connecticut letterhead. Ah. And so I looked at the fine print and it said, this is not associated with the state of Connecticut. So they were trying to cover their tracks. Yep. <laughs> but it, it was really well done. I mean, it was a oh, very, yeah, it was very convincing. Oh my goodness. I had um, an email from, I want to say it was either Renmo or PayPal. I'm pretty sure it was PayPal and looked real. It looked real. And I mm-hmm. like, I scrolled all the way to the bottom looking for their, their information, making sure it was really them. And they were like, your your account has been frozen. You need to log in. You need to click this link in order to unfreeze it. I'm like, let me double check. So what yeah. I, I went, I, I X'd out. I went to my PayPal account. Exactly. It was so I was like, right. nah, delete. Yeah. You're not going to get me today. That's exactly what it was. You're right. Mm-hmm. That was a good catch. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's, they are hard to spot. I mean, I, I, I can usually spot it through the email address that sent it. because it's um, Yeah. Usually it's misspelled or something's off or it's capitalized or something weird's off. Or even if it, if everything's correct there, I know how to look at what they call the source of the email. Most people don't know how to do that. What's and that? You um, there, there's actually source code, kind of like on a web page. I, I don't know if you okay. know how a web page goes together, but there's there's like HTML code that, yeah. that runs the web page. You can actually do that code. You can view the HTML code. Well, you can do uh-huh. the same thing with an email. There's a way you can actually look at the code of an email. And the code uh-huh. shows you the real stuff and the fake stuff. It shows you everything. Okay. So, so you, it's actually possible to find out where it really came from. Mm-hmm. Even if it shows what looks like a legitimate address. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I do because I know how to do that. But most people don't have a clue. Yeah, it doesn't sound like something they teach in computer class. <laughs> no, it's not an easy one. No. You got to really know what you're doing to figure that out. Yeah. One. Yeah. I definitely yeah. didn't learn that on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's why I get people coming to me. Hey, could you tell me if this is real or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that one's fake. It's fake. Ignore it. Yeah. You can usually tell if you, if you really like, if you don't just gloss over it real quick and click on stuff, if you really yes. like read it and think about it, you're most like, no, this, this is a scam. This is a scam. Yeah, m- most of them, they're telltales. Yeah. 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 I-, I can't remember the last time I saw an email that was so well done, it looked authentic. I don't know. That put, it's been, that it's been a while. Oh, I get, I get the real good ones from Amazon, but not oh, really? from Amazon. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, so they look legit. Hmm. I can't say I've even seen any good Amazon duplicates. But that's all right. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're way off the topic. Because <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> well, it's Thursday. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thursday is always just crazy day. For facts. <laughs> it really is. 
But no, I want to get back to uh, what we were talking about before. We we, we kind of got uh, sidetracked on this whole thing about uh, mm-hmm. you know these these people who figured out how to get super numbers of of comments and, and yeah. uh, clicks and all that kind of stuff and trying to figure out how they were making the money off of it. Mm-hmm. But the so the point I wanted to make there is even if you got all of this stuff going, well, the two points I want to make: even if you got all this stuff going, it doesn't mean you actually have access to people's private information. I want to kind of put right. that one to bed. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that Facebook doesn't collect the private information. It just means that just because you're advertising or you're engaging in a, in a, uh, some sort of a campaign or something like that, that you're going to have access to it. No, it's not the way it works. Well, so, I wasn't saying, I don't think these people that are doing this are from Facebook. Oh, I know they're not. Yeah. But I also know they don't have access to the information that Facebook has. True that. Yeah. So just, I just, I mean, Facebook does a lot of things wrong. I want to give them credit where I can give them credit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you mean Meta? Oh yes, excuse me, Meta. Yeah, that's that's a whole storyline there. I don't I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, like I don't do well with change, so. Mm-mm. Well, it's more than that for me because one of the things that people may not realize is if you try if you're trying to um like I'm putting together um this summit and mm-hmm. I'm planning, hopefully going to do it in January. And it's about teaching people how to create a Facebook group and turn it into a business and bring mm-hmm. in a bunch of speakers to present, you know, people who are expert at this sort of thing. Uh-huh. So I went and got a domain name and the domain name was a Facebook group summit. Mm-hmm. Forgetting, I forgot something that I, that I knew. And that is if you put a big, 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 big corporation's name in a domain name, they'll use that as grounds to sue you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is really crazy. But when you think about it, it also kind of makes sense because they would either have to do that or buy all the domain names. And why bother to buy all the domain names if they can just threaten to sue you? Cause they're a lot bigger than you are. So, you know, True. yeah. But, um, in the process of going through that little lesson reminder, Oh yeah, that's right. They don't want it in the domain name. They can, mm-hmm. you can be anywhere else in the address. It can be on the page. It just can't be in the domain name. It's a very strange <laughs> thing really odd really odd the way these these large companies think about these things but sorry that's a diversion again um where i was going where was i going with that oh yeah as i as i was kind of playing with you know what kind of of wording do you use when you're trying to put this stuff together it mm-hmm. it also led me into the realm of how do you actually do some of the things that you're that we're trying to promote with this mm-hmm. thing that i'm putting together because there's a lot of stuff that's confusing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just with groups. It's with Facebook pages. It's with their marketplace. It's with every single thing that you can find there. And it's not just Facebook either. I mean, all of them, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, even now the TikTokers and, and you know, yeah. even the Snapchat. I mean, there's just stuff in there. The way that they put the companies put these things together, it's like you, you run into one roadblock after another and you don't know why the roadblocks are there. Right. And there's no explanation. Well, there's an explanation somewhere, but you have to know where it is to go find it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably, this is my point, it's probably the reason, the number one reason why people shy away from trying to get something going where they can actually attract an income using like a little online business they've set up for themselves. Because there's there's a lot of roadblocks that get set up. Hold on one second. Up. And there she goes. Sorry, uh, somebody, th- somebody's playing video games. Ah, uh, okay. I thought it was another roadblock. I wasn't sure. 
But you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they, I do. a lot of the stuff doesn't have good explanations. No. And if you're trying to set something up and you run into something that doesn't make any sense, there's nobody to ask. Yeah, you and, go to the help desk and they're like, well, these are a list of questions you might have. And yes, right. That's, that's <laughs> not helpful. <laughs> and it's presented by a bot that you can't even talk to. Yeah, anyway. and I'm like, I need a human, please. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, oh, good. unless, so unless you're advertise, paying, uh, doing a paid advertising campaign, good luck getting a human at Facebook. It's not going to happen. Oh, not even Facebook, just in general. Like, I can't even call my kids. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, oh you can go online and talk to the bots. And I'm like... I just need a human to come to my house. <laughs> you know what I've learned with those bot chats? Yeah. Tell them something that they can't possibly understand. <laughs> because they eventually come up and say, let me, let me connect you to somebody who can help you with this. Yeah. <laughs> I do that when I'm on the phone. Like I'll, they'll be like, how can I help you? And they're like, say what your issue is. And I just don't say anything. And then for two, after two tries, they're like, all right, let me get someone who can help you. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it even works with gibberish. You can type gibberish and it does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I spent enough time on uh, online chats to f- try to figure out all the all kinds of fun ways to in- endure what you're having to do to dig yeah. out finding out the truth. <laughs> that way I can start practicing how to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, so anyway, that, that's I think that's part of my theory that people kind of get turned off by the fact that there's these people call these like tech issues. They're not really tech issues. They're design <laughs> issues. But well, they are. They're software design. But didn't the technician design them? So it's still a tech issue. Well, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look, look at it that way, then anything in the world is a tech issue because everything's run by technicians these days. Facts. Yeah. So now yeah. does it does the phrase meaning anything anymore? It's still a tech issue, no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need a tech to solve it? Yes, it's a tech issue. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I see it. (laughs) So anyway, I think we can say that what we're generically calling tech issues is probably the number one block. What are some of the other blocks you think that make it hard for people to, you know, just kind of deal with the idea of, of trying to set something up and then actually succeeding with it. I, I personally think a lot of the blocks, blocks come from within, you know, the kinds of stuff we talk about here on the show. Mm-hmm. But do you think there are any other external blocks? Um, glitches in the, in the software. Tech Which issues. is more tech issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to think what else. Just so misinformation, I guess, or what you were saying earlier about there's not enough information and, and the information you do have is very confusing. So yeah, there's an information overload is what it really is. Well, that too, you get, you start trying to get to the bottom of it and you, it's just so much information that you just like, you just, never mind. I don't even want to, it's not worth it. And, and unless you know what questions to ask, like somebody like me, who's been in the, yeah. the industry, you're lost a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That's why I need so. humans. I need someone to understand that I don't That's understand. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Which is kind of funny when you think about it, because the whole social media thing evolved to get away from person to person conversations and what's it going to do? It's going to work back all the way to person to person conversations. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I guess that's one of those things you just can't get away from, which is a good thing. I like that. Apparently. (laughs) Yeah. That's very good. Um, So, okay. Uh, So you you talked about the kinds of posts you like to do to Mm -hmm. kind of build your group up. You do polls. 
and you ask people about the latest shows. My regular posts are usually um, information I get from other websites. Like for, um, I have my Google set up to to notify me about different TV shows and stuff like that. I have a TV guide set up to give me information. So I get my information from a lot of different places. But what I do is I take them all and I just put them in one place so people can go, oh, my show's back. Or, oh, I missed this episode. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And how's it re- how does it receive? I mean, how do people respond to uh, to what you're doing with them? You know what's funny? Dan is my number one in- contributor on that on that group. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? He is on top of it. He'll be. I mean, it's three o'clock in the morning for for us. Of course. But for him, he's like, "What did I miss? <laughs> right. <laughs> Should I watch it?" <laughs> I was like, I'll, t- I'll tell you at 11 a.m. I'll be back. <laughs> 11, yes. <laughs> but we'll yeah, be back yeah, after these messages. People, they, it's it's fun watching other people interact on your on the group that you set up. It's like you're you're helping people make friends. It's it's good. To mm. That's a really important point because mm-hmm. it is fun once you yeah. get past it's that setup phase. Yeah. If it's not fun, you shouldn't be doing it. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. How do you keep it fun? I think by not adding money to it, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I, I think that the fact that there's no pressure keeps it fun. Well, yeah, the moment you're thinking about the money as pressure, you're right. You just made things miserable for yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think a lot of this is mindset. True that. True that. Right? Because mm-hmm. if you can go into it with the mindset that you can have the money and it doesn't have to be stressful, that's a different right. kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's what my goal is. I think my goal is to help people get that mindset. Yeah. But it's the same mindset we talk about all the time, you know, mm-hmm. but now we're applying it in a particular area. Cause the thing I keep thinking about a lot, and it's not just where money is concerned. We have a really good listenership, mm-hmm. a listenership that really knows law of attraction, conscious creation and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's also a broader, um, community that hasn't heard all the way today that um, perhaps doesn't have quite the level of sophistication, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And they, for, I mean, you can see them all the time on the Facebook groups. They're, they're struggling. Yep. Yeah. They're struggling to understand how to apply this stuff. Mm-hmm. Money being one of the, the, the prime ones. I'm trying to oh, attract yeah. this money and the money isn't coming in. Right. I mean, there are the big three, right? There's the money, there's relationships, there's health. Those are like the big three. Those are the big three, right? Yep. Yeah. And money's usually at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's like the stopping point for so many people. Yeah. Cause money makes the world go around and money does this and money does that. So I need mm-hmm. lots of money and all the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, that all by itself is a lack mindset. Yeah. But, <laughs> But hence the challenge. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that's the thing to overcome. And that's why I keep thinking about it. how can I, how can we, it's not just I, how can we help people to uh, to get past this stuff? And I'm seeing, um, th- this is uh, just a moment ago, Gregory in the live stream asking, can I, can I ask questions here? Absolutely. Yes. Ask toss away. Them into, toss them into the uh, chat there and we'll bring them onto the show and discuss them and see if we can help you out. Because that's really what we're talking about here. How do we help people out to get past these little blocks or these big blocks or these monstrous blocks? That's what we're doing. 
to pivot and to shift the way that we think about things. Mm -hmm. So that's really what the big deal is. But still, I keep coming back to the practical area. Mm -hmm. Are they going to bomb us now? No. (laughs) (laughs) You forget I'm in between the airport and I'm also in between the um, Coast Guard? No. What's over there? Not the Air Force. I don't know. Somebody. But they (laughs) they got (laughs) Some part of the military is over there and they got planes. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. We're always in a flight path. I I wasn't sure if I should, uh, you know hit the barracks or what but it's, <laughs> it's louder on the mic than it actually is in the room oh, okay. i don't know <laughs> um but yeah that that but that's been the big uh question I, I keep coming back to over and over again how can we help people to deal with it in their real lives i mean the most popular thing we talk about here is how to change your mindset so that you can handle it better which is a very valuable thing to do yep but still, people want the actual stuff to show up. Well, they want the step-by-step instructions. That's what they need. They need the play-by-play. Yeah. I think by leading by example is the best way to do it, honestly. That mm. By sharing our stories every week and seeing how we get through stuff. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to translate over to the online experience, too. Mm-hmm. Um had another interesting thing happen this week because I realized that I was kind of a little bit shy other than uh, the audience of the LOA Today podcast. I didn't really have a whole lot of audience to reach out and, and talk about the summits to. So I figured, oh, I better start building up some audience, which actually works out pretty nicely because that's part of what we'll be talking about when the summit comes around. So mm-hmm. nothing like having a little real world thing to deal with. Oh, Gregory tossed the question up there. Let's, let's put it up on screen and you and I can kind of yeah. go after it. So recently, I have been making huge profits on my online business. Congratulations. Nice. How do I stretch out this period of sales and keep making profit? My business is sell feet picks to people online for exorbitant prices. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is not happening in real life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know if to take this seriously or not, but I'm going to answer it like we should. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you fall over like that. That was pretty good. I, I do it a lot, actually, when it's really comical. <laughs> That's when you know I'm dead. I can't. <laughs> I mean, you practically fell out of frame. That was really good. Yeah, cool. I sure did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we're going to treat this like a serious question? We, <laughs> Is that what you're saying? We have to? <laughs> well, I actually, if, if we're going to take, treat it as a serious question, I want to know about this, more about this selling feet picks business. I want to know. Oh, I can tell you all about it. My sister's got an OnlyFans. What? <laughs> okay. She's just showing her feet. That's it. Okay. Yep. And she makes money off of it. And she does. All right. So, yep. so this is probably serious then. Yeah. Okay. This is that's why I'm laughing so hard because people, but nobody really like talks about it. But people do it all the time. Dan, read the comment. <laughs> Dan and Gaynor joining us here, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Read the comment <laughs> at the bottom of the screen and welcome, and welcome to Thursdays. <laughs> I just, I just, I just came off a breath work, so that's why I'm a little bit <laughs> breath work and sound healing with my shaman. So, Ooh, look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been wonderful. It was wonderful. I'm just 
I feel really great and really not yeah. really here. So <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a minute to settle in there. Cause it's really unfair to hit you with this question. Right no, I'm, I'm game. Let's, let's do it. Let's, no, do he's it. Ready. let's go. Let's go. So, so, so we're talking about, uh, online businesses and mm -hmm. how do you promote them? And we've got a question from the live stream from Gregory, who's who uh, I'll read the question again. He says, recently I've been making huge profits on my online business. How do I stretch out this period of sales and keep making profits? My business is I sell feet picks to people online for exorbitant prices. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, take more, more pictures of feet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was asking Alex, I mean, is this serious? And she says, yes, you know, there are people who, I mean, I've never even seen this. I don't even know what this is. Yes, Brenda Rogers, real life is stranger than fiction. <laughs> it certainly is. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is real. Look at his name. Oh, uh, yes. yes, missed it, missed it. You're right. Uh, very clever. Okay. Okay. Well, being entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank, uh, thank I you was very much. Thank you very much, Gregory. We appreciate the laugh. I know that world is real. I know that world is real because it is. a lady that I used to date actually got money in New York. She's from the UK. She was in New York and got money for people just to look at her feet. Yep. There was a feet, there was a foot party where people that pay a lot of money to go to this foot party and they get to look at people's feet at this party. Yep. So a part real. of me, a part, a part of me is like, I know that there's some truth to this. Yeah. And a part of me like knows there are people called buttocks, but there's a combination of things going on here that kind of. Yeah. Makes... <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I apologize profusely. I truly do. We all as if we're wrong, but we're going to go with not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that Gregory hasn't actually contradicted us. Right. So I'm going with, yeah. It, it could be that it's a real person that chose a funny name just for the sake of choosing a funny name. And if that's the Possible. case, or it could be that someone that just happens to have that name happens to have this business and happens to be here having this conversation. But there's a definite theme there. Yeah. Feet and buttocks. Thing. I mean, that's, that's a theme. So how do I stretch this out and keep making a profit? Well, why don't we just give a general thing for someone who's making profits online? That's a good one. Yeah. Let's go with that instead of getting mm -hmm. hung up on what this particular yeah. one is. Yeah. So someone's making huge profits online. Um, so there's a law of subconscious momentum, which is one of the primary universal laws. Law of subconscious momentum says that something will continue until it's disrupted. So basically, until a state of flow is changed, then things will go the same way. So unless something comes in to disrupt the flow of business moving in that way, then it will continue. However, we do know that um, strange things happen, such as worldwide pandemics that everybody gets told to shut down, but you're online, so you shouldn't really be impacted by that. So... As an online business that doesn't sell a fixed product, so it's probably selling prints, um, maybe they're selling one of one pieces, uh, nothing should change. But remaining adaptable to change 
understanding what's working in your business and what's not. Where are you getting traffic that's working? Where are you trying to get traffic and it's not working? So, for example, um, me using ads to sell stuff directly doesn't work for me. It's out of alignment but with my money DNA. It's out with how I am. But referrals is what works wonderfully. So I focus on making sure that I take really good care of people that refer me business and really nourishing and nurturing the people in our community so they get great results and they want to share about the, our community and make sure that we know, make sure that we let them know that there's an opportunity for them to make money by sharing us with other people. There you go. That, and that's, that's beautiful. I love that because, well, among other things, what you brought in is a concept that's pre-internet. I mean, referrals have been driving oh, businesses yeah. for generations, mm -hmm. you know, and here you've, you've basically adapted the online world to do the same thing. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah. So and very successful. yeah, if anyone's in that same situation, look at those points. Gregory, if I've insulted you by making reference to your name, I apologize. No shade. I know that that business does exist. Mm. Mm hmm. I didn't know. That was news to me. I got to tell you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I nearly said her name there. But um, somebody that I know made money <laughs> with people looking at her feet. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I, I do know there have been some pretty unusual businesses. I, mm -hmm. I know there's a, a guy who created a website for posting pictures of clouds. And he's a millionaire. Yep. He just charges people to post pictures about clouds. That's it. There's something out there for everyone. I mean, wow. <laughs> I never would have guessed that one. So. There's a lot of cloud watchers out there. You'd be surprised. I, yeah. I, well, I'm not surprised anymore after hearing about what this guy did. Yeah. Just well, think about if somebody did the same thing with bird watching. That's not as shocking because people, people bird watch. It's true. It's true. Kind of makes me wonder why I haven't heard that story yet, but give it time. Right. So, <laughs> all right. So let's go back to uh, what you were talking about with your business, uh, Daniel, because, I mean, you are immensely successful with, and you've done almost everything you do is online. I mean, you do some in-person uh, you know, presentations and conferences, but you're pretty much mm -hmm. online for everything, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, is that what you attribute your success to more than anything else in terms of what you do, not in terms of, you know, your vibration and your mindset and so forth, but just the actions that you take? Uh, so my approach to everything is not one dimensional. It's cross, it's cross. Hmm. So I attribute the success of any endeavor, mine or anyone else's to being a combination of aligned action, a belief system that facilitates having the thing, a frequency that matches the thing and a clear intention of what that thing looks like. So it's, so, it's the whole. So you, so you don't separate the mindset out at all. It's no. part and parcel. All of it's together. And that, mm -hmm. you know, most of my work, the work that's in, this book, the work that's in this book, the work that we do with Micro to Millions, the whole thing, it's, this is one of the, the biggest ways that we separate what we do from what other people do, that we don't just come and, oh, mindset's going to, oh, we're going to heal your generational frequency, do rewatch it, or we're going to teach you how to get really clear, <laughs> clarity's coming your way. Here's the strategy, <laughs> work, work, work. It's like, yeah, but you can have the best strategy if you don't believe it's possible for you, it's not going to do anything. You have the best mm -hmm. strategy. If your frequency is off, nothing's going to happen. You can have the cleanest frequency. If you don't believe it's possible, nothing's going to happen. You can have the most clarity. If you don't have the frequency, nothing's going to happen. So it's the, they all have to be there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've just got an interesting way of approaching getting that alignment into, into place with the 
the different steps. So we use collaborative, we use collaborative intentions. Um, we use a specific approach to the frequency question. Um, we bypass limiting beliefs. We don't even deal with them. We just leave them there and take the highway past them. And we use money DNA to make sure that we're completely dialed in with what works for us rather than us having to hustle at all. That's, that's the way that we roll it. Talk, talk about the collaborative intentions. That's a, that's a fascinating concept. Yeah, Lynn McTaggart did the science on this, that eight people or more hold a specific intention. The fiber of reality can literally change. In her book, Power of Eight, she showed, she meticulously did very clean scientific research to show what yeah. happens when eight people hold an intention for just 10 minutes. Mm. Just 10 minutes. 10 minutes, that's kind of scary when you think about it. Right? Well, <laughs> because look how many people are holding negative intentions for much longer than 10 minutes. Well, I, I always take solace in the knowledge that the positive intentions are a thousand times more powerful than the negative ones. I, otherwise I'd be freaked out by now. Yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced it too. I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've been in environments where I was surrounded by negativity and if I was able to maintain my own focus anyway, it just, it went around me. It didn't even touch me. Whatever exactly. the thing was, it just, it just didn't even affect me. So I know it works. But mm -hmm. I do love the idea of, of what happens when you have a number of people all focused on the same thing with the same level, level of vibration. I mean, how, how do you go about doing that with your, with your crew? I mean, is there like a method you use or how, mm -hmm. how do you get yourselves all there? Yeah. So, um, we, again, we overlay it with some other parts of my work. So we do some, um, so I adapted some of the work of Jose Silva and some other stuff that I've done in the past to develop this concept that I call construct work. Mm -hmm. So we actually create um, another, this is going to sound really wild. It's, it's more tangible than it's about to sound. So bear with <laughs> me. we create another dimension where we're all connected to, and we add our commitment and connection to the intention into that space and then set the intention that every single person who's ever going to use that same intention also is adding them into that space. So because time isn't real, we basically create this out of time pocket where we're all connected to the energy of that collaborative intention, mm -hmm. overlaying it with the ability to accept the belief system that we've been given through Ling McTaggart's work that it only took eight of us to get it kickstarted. So we basically, one of the secret sources of why people get the results that they do with the stuff that we do is because we've created a plug socket that you can plug into and get your abundance. I like that. that is, that's very cool. I like it too. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the crazy woo-woo-ness of it actually doesn't blow my mind as much as trying to imagine how you actually do it. I mean, <laughs> I, we talk about so much woo-woo on this show. I'm, I'm really used to it. <laughs> that yeah, that part doesn't blow my mind, you know? Yeah. But, but, but I'm thinking about the actual process. You got eight people, I imagine mostly virtually. It was all virtual. Yeah. All virtual. But physical yeah. separation is also an illusion too. Well, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. Um, but nevertheless, mm -hmm. wherever they are, it doesn't really matter where they are. Getting them all to do that, because that's a very specific focus you're talking about there. Mm -hmm. But it's guided. But, but I give, but it's, it was a guided process. It was guided and recorded. Oh. So they didn't have to uh, go, just follow, just, I got them into a hypnotic trance and then took them 
through a process so that they could connect to that space and develop a, an affinity with it. And mm -hmm. now it's there. So now whenever they do, so each of the steps, so for those unfamiliar, micro to million, if you take it from zero to 1.6 million by breaking it down into 14 steps, because if you take a hundred dollars and double it 14 times, you get 1.6 million. So what mm -hmm. we do at each and every one of those steps, there's one of those recordings available for you to plug in and get the power to do that step. So it's not, here's a plug socket, go and be a millionaire. It's here's a plug socket, let's get you to 200. Here's a plug socket, 400, plug socket, 800. Mm -hmm. So we've broken it down into micro shifts. So the level of belief, because most of the time, our intention is actually inhibited by our belief system. Yes. The level of belief that's required to make the leap is much smaller mm -hmm. because you're only growing by the same amount that you've already grown. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to the point of turning 100 into 200, you already turn nothing into 100. So the belief system that you've got doesn't require stretching. Then when you go from 200 to 400, you've just, you've just doubled. That's it. Yeah. And so the question I always ask people is if I gave you half a million dollars, what gave your plug socket where you can have infinite abundance powered in, waved a magic wand and removed all of your energy and limited blocks and gave an exact step by step process on how you uniquely turn half a million into a million, could you do it? The question's, the answer's always going to be yes. Mm. So I said, okay, right. we'll just backtrack that 13 steps. And that's micro millions. That's very interesting. Wow. And, and a piece that I picked up that you didn't actually s state specifically, but it, it must be because of the way you described that. This is not something that you have a group of people all doing at the same instant in time. No. We recorded it once with at least eight people. Every single one of the recordings has got at least eight people present. So we mm -hmm. know we've got the quorum. But the intention was set that every single person that's ever going to listen to it adds their energy to it. And then we have it in the recording that if you're listening to this at some point in the future, you're adding your energy to it and creating it. So it gets supercharged every time somebody else joins a program and does one, it actually adds more power to it for everybody else that's in the program. Which is different from the McTaggart formula because the McTaggart formula, it's, all, it's live. Yeah, you do, you do it live at the same time. Everyone's tuned in, they're doing the thing, blah, blah, blah. But we layer in, like I said, we layer in some a little bit of, more we take the quantum entanglement a bit further and then we include some of the stuff that i learned applying the silver method uh, as well as some other stuff like timeline therapy and stuff like that so we we've looped it in i've looped it in to create this kind of cool thing really very yeah, kind of no this is not kind of this is very <laughs> <laughs> it is and you've been very successful with it and you've had a lot of uh successful clients with it i mean how many people have you helped you know, basically set themselves up for life financially, whether they became millionaires or not. And you've told uh, us there's some, they don't even care about being a millionaire. Uh, they just want to have the money. Know. I don't you know. even know. I don't even know what the numbers it's just, are. It's just too many. It's too many to even count. I know how many. Cool. You know how you've been counting. Yep. <laughs> you went from micros to millions. Okay. Literally. Literally. <laughs> this is where I live. I'm, I'm All right. <laughs> you guys like my new space? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It has the, the purple. It's a married that. space? Well, yes. I, I felt like we needed a headboard. So I went above and beyond. And with my purple walls, I just took the curtain from the wedding. And I was like, where am I going to use it? So I put it up on the wall. Okay. And then chandelier and there's a light in there, but I'm not using it right now. And it changes nice... color and it's a speaker. 
I love my light. It's a speed. <laughs> like, like, you can like set the whole mood. You can like turn the room purple and then like turn the down the light. Yeah. <laughs> put the speaker on. Yep. <laughs> a little red light. Look at the chandelier. Cause it's here. <laughs> Oh my god. I will also be here. Well, not all week because I'm not at home. I'm at the office, so I'll be here a couple of days a week. I love Thursdays. That's all I can say. I love Thursdays. Any stress that might be hanging around is gone by the end of the show on Thursday. That's all there is to it. Right? Yeah. We were trying to be all serious, and then we got a feet comment, and it just. Hey, 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 hey. Feet need loving, too. Literally. <laughs> a lot of people love them. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. All right. But, uh, I, I, I am glad that you were able to make the show, by the way. I'm glad that you had a nice session, but I'm really glad that you were able amazing. to make it because I did want to get more um, from you. I, wa- I want to know, I mean, obviously, one of the best ways people can move themselves forward in terms of getting that that. Uh, money to show up they've been looking for is to, is to take your course or you know, mm-hmm. take one of your courses or start moving grab through the, the system and so forth. Grab, grab the book for a dollar. Yep. Dan.com forward slash money game. Grab it yep. for a dollar. Yep. I did. <laughs> there you go. Can't, you can't tell me with a discount, man. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't care what it is. I'm for a dollar. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> Well, let's take it a little bit broader than that. How about for somebody who they've got their own thing going, mm-hmm. but they're having trouble building it? The mind doesn't lose and the environment doesn't lie. Do you remember that Danism? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting a result, it's because it's not accepted at the unconscious level. And what you're getting is the perfect presentation of what's happening at the unconscious level. So if there's a pattern of non-success, that means that success isn't included in the program. So the program needs to change. Mm. This is cool. I love it. Uh, I'll tell you, you you missed the beginning of the show and you missed the stuff that we've been talking about on the show for the last week. Last Thursday, when you and Alex couldn't be here, the guest we had is a woman named Kelly Coulter, Mm -hmm. who is a fitness instructor who has also helped other fitness instructors, particularly during the pandemic, to develop some online businesses so they could keep the money coming. Because when Mm -hmm. you're a fitness instructor, you can't actually do anything when you're in lockdown. You're kind of Mm -hmm. shut up. So she was she has a marketing background. She helped people. Uh, you know, a lot who were in the fitness industry get through the pandemic and, and mm-hmm. actually many of them had some good online businesses going. Um, but the p- question I posed to her was um, at one point during the conversation, I said, do you think it's true? And I, I, I was kind of spinning a theory at that point. Do you think, think it's true that anyone could just start a Facebook group on any topic? Didn't matter what the topic was, just something that they liked, something they were interested in and monetize it, turn it into a business. She instantly answered yes. And then we did a little experiment because Anne-Marie was on the show too. And so Mm -hmm. we did a little thing where she was helping Anne-Marie take the first few steps of getting something going. Mm -hmm. So there's the, the, uh, the setup. So I'm going to turn around and ask the same question to you. Is it true in your mind that you can take any topic, any subject, whatever, turn it into a group and then monetize it? Yeah, but possibility doesn't equate to probability or how much money is going to be made from it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. There are 8 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. Some of them like feet. You're going to be <laughs> yes, able to, that out. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be able to get money, but how much money are you going to get? Mm. That's the other thing. It's monetized if you make a dollar a week. Mm-hmm. And monetized. True. 
True. But how much time and energy and resources are going to go into generating that dollar a week? So the six, the, the measure of success also factors into this, but what is success to you in terms of monetizing? What level of monetization creates a profit even on the time that you invest into it? There could be um, a Facebook group that could be monetized for, I don't know, people that are really, really broke. Pay <laughs> a dollar a year to be a member of this group. All right. Okay. You made a dollar a year. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> or it could be uh, a Facebook group of high level entrepreneurs who are looking for strategies to deal with the stress of everyday life and business, who are prepared to pay a thousand dollars a month to be part of a community that supports them with that. Mm. Now we're in a different conversation. We certainly are. Mm -hmm. You know? So, and also we're talking about Facebook as the only place to create monetizing. There well, are... the only reason Facebook came up was I, I was just trying to name something that I figured anybody could feel on some level. Yeah, I could do something there. Yeah. You know, it's the so, same concept as, as the money game. You know, I, yeah, I could probably attract $10. It's the same basic idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So my thing is, yes, pretty much anything can be monetized. How much money are you going to make? Um, is there going to be sufficient interest in that particular niche or niche if you're a weirdo? Um, <laughs> to warrant the amount of energy that's going to go into creating the platform, nurturing the platform, managing the platform, keeping it successful, and then actually generalizing. Oh, Gregory's back. Apparently he's saying it's serious. I, and I did okay. say this. I did say that I know it's serious. I wasn't. Apologies, well, Greg. But... For, forgive us. I mean, we, we did have some cues that made us think twice, but, you know. I have no comment. <laughs> he was German. Okay. Common surname. Okay. Fair oh, enough. yeah. That's what, that was the other thing I was going to say. Yes. I grew up with a kid named Andrew Butts. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it happens. Mm -hmm. And I think okay. he's, he's Italian and German, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we did, uh, we did start to answer that question. Let, let's, let's just revisit the answer because you gave a great answer on that, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Um, about how in general it really comes down to, Alignment, I guess that's probably the one word that, that we were talking yeah. about, right? Alignment is the magic source. Yeah. So if you're in alignment and you stay in alignment, which by the way is not always easy to do. No. No. It's simple, <laughs> but not always easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live in a world of contrast. Stuff's going mm -hmm. to happen. It's just mm -hmm. part of being here. Yeah. I think the real question isn't whether or not you're going to keep it going. The real question is what are you going to do if you stumble? When, what, what are you going to do when you stumble? Yeah. Cause stumbling is going to happen. So what do you do? Mm -hmm. Do you freak out? Well, then you're probably going to lose the income. Mm. Do you redouble your efforts? No, I don't understand if there's a, if there's a problem, Gregory, cause it doesn't look like there's a problem. It just had to stretch out this period of sales. Well, if this, what are you doing that's working now? Something's working. Keep doing what's working. I think we overcomplicate stuff a lot. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I think we, we really 
Well, it's, yeah. it's also it's it's a it's a lack statement, really. It's basically saying, yeah, but what? There's a fear. Is? There's a yeah. fear. So I would address that fear, Gregory. Whatever the fear is that's having you question. But what if? What if the sun doesn't rise tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, we can create what ifs all we want, and 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 yeah. it'll just drive us crazy. Well, I know someone, for example. He's he he had an amazing run of period yeah but what's going to happen about that and what about the other thing that's going wrong i know this is going right but that's going wrong and what's going to happen with that it's like okay well you could think about what hasn't happened yet and may or may not be true Mm -hmm. so here's the thing i think it's wayne dyer that said um when presented with two things which may or may not be true why focus on the one that's going to rob you of your joy something to that effect right Hmm. hmm Two or like a series of outcomes, all of which may or may not be true. Why focus on the one that you don't want? Right. There's a word that describes that. It's worry. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. probably the most useless emotion in the human lexicon. It's going to be out there. <laughs> I think you probably struggle to find much use for it. Yeah. I mean, mm. but the only thing I, I, I struggled to, to come up with a, a useful situation for worry. I mean, even if I know that there's an imminent danger down the trail, I don't worry about it. I just keep my eyes open. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. Worry as an, an as like a, a first bite. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, something to be mindful of and prepare for. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, though, it's like, really? Yeah. I'm not really doing much for my life. Beyond that, it's just self-induced anxiety. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. He says, there's a fear, a fear that the pattern of sales may dip, and I'm getting overwhelmed by that fear. Okay, well, then they're going to dip. Let's try that again with only one person talking. Dan, go first, and then Alex. Ladies first. Oh, okay, Alex, go first. <laughs> I said, if everything's going good right now, just ride the wave. When you're worried about things that could possibly happen that may not happen. Mm. There's a drastic solution to this from reality transurfing, which is called running the negative slide. Mm-hmm. This is advanced <laughs> neophytes might not need not apply. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's most of the show. So we're okay there. Yeah, so it's like, um, so the fear is sales may dip, set a clean container, you know, be in a real chill place. Not when you're already anxious. You have to consciously set the container to do this. Follow that to its nth degree. Okay, the sales dip. What happens then? What happens then? What happens then? And follow it all the way to its natural end so that none of it is unknown in terms of what your mind is cooking in the shadows. Mm -hmm. You take it to its natural end and ask yourself, did you die? Yeah. Right? Did the world end? The world end. Because anxiety worry we're going to a future outcome that we don't want and pulling the emotional charge of that into the present moment which then actually only makes us available to that outcome anyway but when we make the unconscious conscious it's like oh that's what i'm worried about now you've got the breathing space to ask yourself is that what i want no well what emotional state do i want to be in this and then you can apply the stuff i teach in stepping beyond intention for example and you can start to just migrate into creating that outcome versus I'm stuck on this one. Uh, this is an interesting comment he throws up. He says, oh, I no. think I, sh- I should channel my fear by trying to make innovations in the feed industry. 
planning to also sell dirty used socks and feet pick NFTs to stand apart from the Here's the problem, though, with that. If he's doing it from a place of fear, then it's exactly it's doomed to fail. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, it's, it's anything it you can't, you can't sow seeds in a, from a space of fear and expect abundant fruit. That's just not smart, bro. Like it's not, oh, here are my pear seeds. I can't wait to eat some apples. <laughs> Maybe there'll be oranges also. I meditated about that this morning. It's not going to happen. But the pear seeds, you didn't get a pear tree break, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. The other thing that I I note in this, you got this really good thing going right now, right? You got Enjoy this, it. You got the, where's the enjoyment? Right. Where's the where's the celebration? Where's the appreciation? You got this wonderful thing going, and you're spending your time on worry. Mm. Really, spend more time on gratitude. Yep. Why not just appreciate what's going on? I mean, a lot of people have a lot less going on, and they work on appreciation, and they can appreciate a lot more. You got a lot to appreciate. Mm-hmm. I say go buy yourself something and then look at it and go, I bought this with my feet money. I'm yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying don't do the innovations. Like, the space sure. to innovate, go and innovate, but don't do it yeah. from a place of fear. Don't yeah, channel exactly. your fear. Right. Channeling your fear, no, no sense. You just put in the fear, the gunky fear into what? No, doesn't make any sense at all. And laser hyper focus. I don't like that. <laughs> It, yeah. it, it's the, basically the belief that if you channel fear, it will transmute into joy. Right. That's not the way it works. Which doesn't make sense. Instead of channeling fear, just transmute it. Leave the other step out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't need to channel it in order to make that that change. Mm-hmm. All the channeling is going to do is reinforce it. Mm. Right. Mm. It's just going to say, "Well, okay, I've been focusing on all this fear, so I'm going to channel it, so I can get even more fear." Mm. <laughs> it's kind of scary. I did, I know I know I came late, but I did have to leave early because I can't go and do something else. <laughs> That's okay, wait, we're done. <laughs> but um, what's love, guys? Uh, next week I'll be around. Same. Yeah, I'm around next week. Oh, right. next, next week. Thanksgiving. Next week's Thanksgiving. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I, I would the, say the week after I am not around because it's Olga's birthday. Ah, Happy okay. birthday. Happy birthday in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the week after that, I'm around. All right. The week after that, I'm around. All right. <laughs> the week after that, I'm still around. <laughs> <laughs> then we can count on Daniel for three weeks in a row. We're loving that. That's a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> All right. So. But I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right that uh, next, um, week. next week is Thanksgiving, so we won't have a show tomorrow. We do have uh, we won't have a show next week. We do have a show tomorrow. We have a, a special guest coming in tomorrow. This is somebody that WG uh, is bringing us. She's actually an expert at helping people use alternative therapies to deal with addictions. Her name is okay. Josie Herndon. Ooh, and okay. Really going to be a very cool episode. So check out okay, that one. Okay. And then this coming Monday, uh, Maria, who was here this, this past Monday, uh, she's from South Africa. And Louis, who does Mondays with me, is also from South Africa. Louis couldn't make the show this past Monday, so she's coming back again. And we're going to hear the two of them chit-chat about their experiences in South Africa growing up and how they transmuted into their own healing experiences because Louis has a whole background of having healed himself of a bunch of stuff. And Maria has been dealing, dealing with some very, um, a, a very severe case of, um, fibromyalgia for many, many years. So this is going to be a really interesting conversation from that perspective. 
And then on Friday, December 3rd, we got David Strickle coming in. So lots of good stuff happening. Brilliant. Anyway. All right. So Daniel, thank you much. Appreciate all your, your 30 minutes of help. We appreciate that. <laughs> we get 60 minutes next time to be even better. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much as well. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.